Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Once again, joined by Deceived Dave, and we are here for another episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. What up, Dave? What up? It looks like we got some uh, interesting stuff to talk about today. Oh, we've got a full docket. Mm. <laughs> the, I'm excited. The slump of what are we going to talk about is officially <laughs> officially over because I was actually mixing shit from the fucking document. I was like, nah, we don't need all that. Right. Uh, but we are bequeathing on to all of you episode 198, which brings us nigh of two weeks uh, before our 200th episode. I know I'm rock hard about it. Uh, I'm getting all kinds of things loaded up. Today in the House of O has been Orsini's Uncensored Mind Day. Oh. I have dedicated all day. I have been working since 8 a.m., Oh and we'll God. continue to work till about 3 p.m. And then the fun's over because I got to go pick up the little guy. Right. Uh, but I have been solely dedicated on doing things for this show all fucking day. I broke the news to my brother uh, a little while ago before we went on the air here. I have officially, as of today, we're recording this Friday, July 30th. I have officially acquired the rights to AJOUM. Dot com. Now, before all oh. of you start running. Not EDU. No, not EDU and not, <laughs> not .org like it was trying to give me. It was trying to give me <laughs> .org. It was like, well, for a couple more books, you can do, yes, .com, please. <laughs> I am not a non-for-profit organization, no. Uh, yeah, so I, I have purchased the rights. I have began the web design, but it is not completed yet. Uh, I'm hoping to get a large chunk of it done today. Fingers crossed it gets done actually today. That'd be dope. But if it doesn't, I'm doing a large portion of it today so that by hopefully by the end of the weekend, we can get ourselves up and running. Uh, it will have limited things, obviously. We're just now opening this up. But it definitely will have some merch options outside of the Pro Wrestling Tees bubble, which I'm trying to get away from. And some other neat little things that I'll be putting on there, uh, hopefully with some bells and whistles. I don't want to make any promises just yet because I want to see what it will allow me to do. Uh, I've played with it a few times in the past. 
Today I've really been dedicated into really hitting on it. So we'll see moving forward what that's going to be. Until then, please do not let me stop you from heading over to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash AJOUN while that account is still active. And I'm, I have no intentions of taking it down. It doesn't charge me anything to have it, so no sense in me doing that. I guess I'll just leave yeah. it there. Uh, yeah, whoever wants to go to your site will go there, but yeah. if people are comfortable with what they're doing, then it doesn't affect you. In yeah, this, it's another option, right? I figure, right. yeah, you just leave it there, and I'm not going to do anything with it, but I am going to try to create a one-stop shop uh, for all things or CDs uncensored mine, and that's where that website come in. So there will be a more formal announcement when it's up and running and public and everything will be good to go there. There will be some links there to catch some other things. Um so that's that. I'm not going to stop you also from going over to the store. One, A couple more things here before we get underway. Uh, I, I haven't done this in a while because I've been so into the idea of getting the conversation started on the things that we need to talk about that I've completely overlooked a few things over the course of the last, I mean, months, actually, now that, now that I'm thinking about it. But like I said, I'm kind of in the mode today. So I also wanted to bring up a reminder to everyone, because I've had a few people who used to listen to the show through Podbean originally, because that's where the show uploads from. That's the main source of all things episode-related. So uh, Podbean, obviously, is the main spot, but I think people have lost track of the idea that you don't need to go to Podbean. Podbean ain't paying me for shit. I don't, I, I, that's where I upload my shit, but I don't owe Podbean anything. If you'd like to use your preferred service to listen to the show, feel free. <laughs> I am not married to anybody. So well, what, I, are you, what questions are you getting? That well, because Podbean that? fucks up. So oh, a question like I will get is something. where else can I hear it? Right. Or can Everywhere. you send it to me? Which I don't want to do because it affects my numbers so i was like i'll just give other people different links so i just want to remind everybody that you can catch the show on multiple multiple ways okay i am on itunes i'm on spotify i'm on iHeartRadio. i'm on stitcher i'm on google play i'm on TuneIn radio i'm on Castbox. i'm on anchor i'm on amazon music i'm on pandora and i'm on listen notes i'm on all those one of you motherfuckers has to have one of them motherfuckers that i just listed those are like the platforms to be on, and I'm on all of them. So if you have any of the apps that I just listed down, then you can listen to the show that way. Very simple process. Use the search engine to look up Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I tried doing OUM for short for most of these. doesn't work out too well. You want to find the show directly, unfortunately, you're going to have to type the whole thing in. Orsini's Uncensored Mind. Very simple search. All you got to do is just search that. Search the name of the show. You should be able to find all the episodes. Uh, not even just the most current ones. I most recently uh, helped the buddy out, figure it out on Spotify, and all my shit is there. So, Which is concerning because I was a little, how shall we say, a little rebellious when the show started. So I was using some music that I shouldn't have been using in the beginning. And those episodes are still up. So, hasn't been an issue so far. Fingers crossed <laughs> right, on right. how some of that work. You know, once the show really gets traction again uh, and how people start going back, who knows how that goes. But there are different ways to hear the show, folks. You don't have to go to Podbean. I don't give a fuck about Podbean. You can go anywhere you want. Uh, so, that's that. Uh, any news on your stuff yet? Or are you still in the creative process? 
yes, I'm still. It's gonna take me a little bit of time to up and running. The Absolutely, inch, yeah. it, it, and the inch is definitely there, dude. It's driving me nuts. The new job is phenomenal. Uh, it's really good. I'm go. happy Congrats. with it. Everything is great. So life is looking really, really good right now. The go. problem is, is it is a lot more. <laughs> it's kicking my ass, dude. Oh. This job is tough, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's very mental. Uh, it's very, um, it, there's always something happening constantly. And to top it all off, they have a, they're hell bent on making me be in shape. Because everyone else in the warehouse uh, rides around on, you know, machines like forklifts, reach, uh, pickers, reach trucks, all that stuff. Yeah. Whereas the team leads all move around on bicycles, not motor bicycles, not motorized bicycles, metal bicycles. Oh, nice. So I've been on a fucking training for a marathon or, or the bicycle Olympics or whatever the fuck you would call that. Mm. <laughs> for the past week so my legs are on fire i've been usually i'm awake till like two in the morning dude i've come home i'm home by like 12 30 and i'm out dude i'm just fucking exhausted from pedaling a bike for like 10 hours so i'm warming up to it so do moving things slowly around getting used to the job and uh, i'm definitely gonna start getting into this editing thing again because i just keep thinking about it every day mm. Yeah, Every so day. we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> well, it's good to hear you. At least uh, it, it's not. It's kicking your ass physically, but at least it's not destroying your spirit as a whole. <laughs> Every time you write, like there. other jobs. No, great <laughs> job. I just got. It, it works like anybody who you know, anyone who's done that is under, will understand. Like if you have a little bit of a lull, and then you go back to a job that's really physical. Man, the first week is just fucking brutal, dude. Your legs just it just hurts. So. Once I get past the first week or two, I'll be in like a normal stride and I won't fall asleep like a little bitch as soon as I come home. So, and I can actually get something done for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Something done for the most part. Uh, do, 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 do school update. We're, I'm just catching everybody up at this point. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> That's the like fucking done, update. Done, like done, done, done. Uh, so here was the thing. So I needed to, uh, the last time I spoke anything on the show about my school, it was the soccer and the softball class. Uh, that is completed and graded and submitted and everything is in. I was looking, I was making the joke yesterday. There's only, there's a thing called degree works where it keeps track of all of the requirements needed for graduating. And when it starts off, everything is red with a red check with a red check box, but it's not checked, thus red. When the box gets checked, it gives you a green check mark and that line, that requirement becomes green. That's how you indicate through your progression what you need to do and what you've done so far. Uh, my whole degree works is green as fuck. Uh, except for one spot which is I needed to complete first aid CPR and AED training, which I did. I did it on Monday. So I submitted to the school that I have done that. It is now Friday, and they have not updated my shit. And I need Mm. my shit updated so I can send my transcript to the school, to a different company, so that I can begin my student teaching in September. In September, I student teach for a month, and then that's it. I don't have to do anything else. I'm pretty much in the books. Uh, But I need them to update my shit. So they're fucking me over pretty good right now, waiting for this whole CPR thing. But other than that, all requirements have officially been met. 
I don't have any more classes at all. I took my last final, and I uh, I messaged Def. I said, holy shit, this is my last final, like, ever, right. until I go for my master's. Right. And then she was just like, holy shit. Like, we had a moment. We were just like, oh, shit, this is it? It's like, yeah. And what are the odds that my uh, my last final, the last test that I took for school, was for fucking softball, of all <laughs> fucking things? I did not see that ending coming. That was a finish that surprised even me. Mm. But that is it. So they yeah. they lobbed you an easy one. They gave me a yeah. They basically did because my my professor was like, "Oh, you're gonna need to bone up. You're gonna need to study this stuff. I'm 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 gonna trip you up. I'm gonna ask some stupid shit." And I'm like, "All right." And he, to his credit, these were not questions you could Google. It was a lot of scenario stuff. It was a lot of in the moment. Okay, if you got a runner here and da 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 da, he was doing a lot of strategy shit too, not just ooh three strikes constituting out. Like he was trying to make you faint, nigga. He was like, no, pop fly, sacrifice here. I'm like, okay, relax. And then, oh right, bro, yeah. you going way too hard. He was going in. Yeah, he he was putting in effort. I'm like, luckily me, my last professor to deal with, he's going hard for zero reason. But it all got done. So done, to done, done, done. Moving on with the rest of my fucking life. Jesus Christ! Seven years part time. Suck a dick. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, was it that long? Holy seven shit. years part time, bro. Seven. And the only reason why I know that it was seven for sure is because Alex is six, and we enrolled. We began the process just before we had him. Uh, Steph was. I want to say she was already pregnant, but it was the early stages when we got the ball rolling on the whole you should go back to school thing. Right. And I enrolled in school when he was – I had to go into the school and enroll physically. And I remember he was an infant in a stroller when he, when we went. We took him with us because we went together. And now he's six and I'm done now. <laughs> so, right. so there you go. So he he's excited as fuck for my graduation. He really? he's yeah no he's he's hyped about this. I don't know why. He, he understands graduation. Yeah he's yes he understands the concept of it. he's had two. He's he's no, never done. I forget that they I forget that they call that. Yeah that. yeah, but that's the only difference. That's why he's excited. He's never done the cap and gown thing. Right. So he's excited to see what the fuck that's gonna look like and. He's excited to see it in the house. He wants to. He wants to see it. He was like, "Can I put it on? You do whatever the fuck you want with it. I don't give a shit about that." They're making me walk. I don't want to walk. I'm thirty. I'm thirty-eight. Fucking life look like walking for college graduation. That's dumb. Give me my paper. That's what I came here for. Fax me my shit. Right. I don't need to be standing next to a bunch of twenty-one-year-olds doing nothing. This <laughs> is bullshit. But they're making me walk. They want. They want the photos and shit. Whatever. But that's what's going to happen with that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of updating. But, yeah, I want you guys to be up to date on what the fuck is going on. There you go. So we have, let's see, we got quite a lot of shit to get to. We should hurry up and get on with some of this shit. But you were talking about, the first thing that I want to talk about here is is actually not wrestling related. You were just talking about this literally seconds before we went on the air. I'm going to go ahead and start with this because this shit is hilarious. Uh, we got a problem over at the land of the mouse, bro. Mm. There's a big situation, and I think people forget that Disney starts with three letters that form the word dis. 
<laughs> as in disrespectful. Uh, Disney and Scarlett Johansson of the Black Widow fame here, they're going at it. There is a discrepancy here, mm-hmm. and somebody owes some goddamn money here. Did you yeah. get a chance to read that article that I sent you? Yes, I did. Oh, man. Okay, so, so as someone who just saw the movie itself, where where are you landing on this? Have you heard the story? Haven't heard the story of what's happening? I told you I read it. Well, uh, well okay, let me rephrase. Now right. that you have read it yes, and you, uh, you've seen both sides to the story, where are you landing on this? Because the controversy of it is... is Pay her. Exactly. <laughs> because there are actually fucking pay her. Because there are the fact people... of the matter is, we can make this short and sweet. They had a plan. They signed a contract, right? They're they using the verbiage of that contract to pretty much say what we did is validated, and they did it because it because COVID was about to affect their bottom line. And the fact of the matter is, is some people in their brains, they're not going to hit that number because there are just way too many fucking people afraid to either go to the movies because of shootings right. or because of COVID. And to be honest with you, when we went to the movie, my wife was on edge the entire fucking time. She was looking at every exit. And then literally, I'm not even fucking kidding. A week after we went and saw the movie, a movie theater got shot up. So she was like, yeah, see, this is why I couldn't fully enjoy the movie because I was afraid I was going to get shot the whole fucking time. Fuck movie theaters. I'm not going to them anymore. It's not worth it. So all of that, Disney understands that, right? They know analytics better than anybody. They, they know things that Scarlett doesn't. And they know that if they didn't let it all go at the same time, they're not going to recoup as much as what they put into it. So they have to do what they have to do. And unfortunately, they did. It's, it's so funny that someone as big as Disney, who, who could easily not really be affected by COVID because they could create bubbles, right? If we're making a movie, we create a bubble. We put everybody in this bubble who's making the movie and we can produce the movie. It's not the best way to do it because people's way of life kind of gets changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to do something, you the NBA can do it. You can fucking do it. You can make it happen. But they hide behind this to make decisions or to alter contracts. I'm sure there's some verbiage in there that in, that gives them the right to do something completely like opposite of what the contract states but then also makes it so that they don't have to count streams towards those bonuses and i believe that's what the issue is she's hitting her numbers are low because of what's going on and the streams don't count towards her contract which is why she's pissed off that they released it right away rather than trying to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Incentivize people to go to the movie theaters. Right. So yeah, pay her her fucking money, man. <laughs> That's it. I before any of this happened with Scarlett and Disney, as far as the streaming service uh, releasing it at the same time with theatrical release, when COVID hit and it be started becoming a trend that movies would start releasing on the streaming site. I've, I wish I, can, I should have did this before we went on the air, but I said at least on two occasions on this show 
they're not going to release Black Widow on Disney Plus. And every because everyone kept with the whole just release it already, just release it already. Just no, because if people can't go to the theaters, they're not going to fucking release it. Defeats the whole fucking purpose. The movie theater industry was struggling, and they make a majority of their money. I know streaming is the future. That's where we're headed. But in the meanwhile, that's what they've been doing. They have been uh, utilizing. Excuse me. Sorry, I just plugged something in. They've been utilizing the theater experience. Kevin Feige himself said, when we make these movies, we do it with the idea of a packed movie theater in mind. This is what we keep in our mind when we make these films. They are reliant on the theater-going experience. Now, why? Obviously, because you're spending more money, right? You're spending more money to go to the movies, snacks, travel, all that stuff. You're spending more money at the movie theater to see these movies than when you go to, when you watch it from the comfort of your own home. 30 bucks flat, is a minimal price that you're paying compared to what you're actually paying when you go to the movie theaters. All right, especially if you've got a bunch of rugrats and they all want to see the film, blah, 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 blah. They make their money off of the theater. I And everyone knows that the best way to save money going to the movie theaters is buying all your snacks and popcorn before right, which is why all the, in a big ass Which is purse. why all the fans wanted them to put it on Disney+. Plus. And I get that from your point of view. But I was thinking about it through the eyes of a business owner. They would be fucking ridiculous and dumb. Even if it had a $30 price tag. Nobody wanted to watch Mulan. So I can get why people were pissed at the $30. Nobody wanted to see Cru- There wasn't a demand for Cruella like that. Cruella and Mulan ended up being pretty okay movies. Cruella probably more than Mulan. But I understand why they bitched about the 30 bucks Because it wasn't worth 30 bucks to them. This movie was worth 30 bucks to them. Meaning you are going to take a bigger hit with this than any of the other films because they actually want to see this. And to give them a cheaper route was going to hurt your overall bottom dollar. Now, and Scott- right there is what, what you just said is the, re- is, is the main point. Is the fact that they realized that they took these two movies that nobody really wanted to see and they made money off of it. Yeah. How many people watch those movies because they were $30? Yes, they weren't exactly. going to the fucking movie theaters for yeah. it. So they saw the numbers that they made with those movies and said, holy fuck. Can you imagine <laughs> if we put something on here that someone actually wants to watch? We're going to make more on the back end and we have to pay less out because then yep. we don't have to pay the bonuses for theater numbers, because currently right now, this is how it's going to work. Scarlett's going to get screwed. Either yeah. Hopefully she wins, but she's going to get screwed. Unfortunately, she is going to be the guinea pig. Going forward, yeah. those are all in contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, not a single actor numbers. is falling for this again. So this is a premier name that they can make a shit ton of back-end money with her not involved, and they're hiding behind COVID to do it. That's what you just said was the 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 business reason why they're doing what they're doing is because they've just made way more than they they've made way more probably than they even have to pay her out. With how many people? No, I understand that, but that's why I'm saying on the biz, uh, where I was getting with that is that on the business end, I think this was a bad decision. It was a bad. I understand financially, it made sense. They went with the best finesse because of exactly what you just said. They played their hand. So we experienced something just like this on the wrestling end. What's the point? When the WWE Network began streaming their pay per views, the pay per view paydays 
the bonuses you would get for being on pay-per-view or being on the main events of pay-per-view all went away with no discernible reason or compensative suggestion otherwise. They just stopped doing it. Now, wrestling side of it, no one's unionized. Everyone's in it for the self. You're not going to get many waves. On the other end, on the acting side of it, when they signed her contract originally, there obviously was no language in that contract stating that this movie would be released as a premiere access on Disney+. Plus. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. That's I safe wonder... to assume considering that Disney's clapping back. Right. Because if they didn't feel like they had a leg to stand on, they wouldn't say shit. But the so only yes, leg they're standing on is that COVID changed the right. game. That's all well, they I, have. I'm just, say, I'm just backing up what you said. You're, yeah. you're right. It's, a, it's an assumption. Right. But it's a safe assumption. It's safe to say that if the the there's a lawsuit and the fact that they're responding to it, that originally in the language of this contract, COVID was not an issue. Now, obviously, there was no COVID. Remember, this movie was originally re- was scheduled to be released uh, 2000, I want to say 2020, right? 2000, the May release of 2020. This film and this contract was both filmed and signed long before that ever happened. Right. So, and I promise you there is some type of verbiage in the contract that states giving something of this magnitude happens. They have the right to if, alter plans if that's the case then this is going to be a tough case for scarlet but if it's not if it's not that way if they didn't have that built in because how many contracts have well you know as long as there's no worldwide pandemic we should be fine Mm -hmm. we've we've had diseases like this in the past where the world didn't shut down they're not going to say it they're not going to say it so blatantly they're going to be it's going to it's going to be one of those vague sentences that, that they'll fall manipulate under in court that. to be like right that's what they do right they they they're really good at their lingo and their verbiage to make it make something as far as a stub toe or world apocalypse fall under the same umbrella and then they can just use that to you to do whatever the fuck they want here's where i, I think, promise you, here's where i disney. think disney's in trouble because right. even with that language in place, yes, Disney, I'm sure, did some CYA process to put it in the contract to protect themselves. I'm sure they did something. Right. I don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. But I'm sure there's something in there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have clapped back either. Right. This would have been handled quietly. But the fact that they took a stance to the court of public opinion tells you they got something up their sleeve, too. Here's where I think Disney's in trouble. Kevin Feige who was basically running Marvel Studios. And the two, those are the two studios together who are co-working together to put these products out, the MCU, before Scarlet took this to court. When the decision was made originally, even before the movie was released, when they had decided, okay, we're going to release the movie July 9th, the movie theaters, this is the final date, we're sticking with this, this is cemented, we're going to do this, but we're also going to release it for premiere access on Disney+. Plus. Kevin Feige went public. And stated that he was disappointed in the decision. He thinks this is a bad idea. This is not good. And the only two reasons that he gave was because of his theatrical release thing. The one that I mentioned earlier. You know, when we make these movies together, we really put it together with the idea of full movie theaters and blah, 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 blah. He's, ref- he's, refer- he's referring to the contract and what he's saying. Well, the first He's thing- talking about the design of the movie. But yeah. what he's saying no, out he's- loud to people in the industry who understand what the fuck he's saying is... We designed these contracts. No, but he said contracts specifically. You got to let me finish. He said on the creative side, we put these movies together with the full idea 
of full movie theaters together. The second thing that he mentioned was because of contractual obligations. Right. So he did state specifically this is a bad idea because we've got some contracts in place where this could be mm-hmm. fucking with things. Right. And like you said, if Disney had it in their head, we have an out here. We could do whatever we want. Fuck who we piss off at this point because it's quote unquote COVID. Right. Right. And they're just going to make whatever decision they want. Disney's at a point now financially where they could eat, even if Scarlet wins this, they'll eat the money. It doesn't matter. But I think where this was a bad decision is exactly what you said earlier. Scarlet taking them to court and putting all of this in the public eye, every actor after her is going to make entirely sure moving forward that we have this streaming service thing figured out because SAG has a union. There is an actor's union in place to stop shit like this from happening. And if Netflix and Hulu and all these new streaming sites, Amazon Prime, want to roll with the big boys like the MGMs of the world, or the 20th Century Foxes of the world, their everyday average movie production companies, they want to roll with them, they're going to all have to start getting on the same page. Because this can't be happening. Apparently, Scarlett Johansson's contract had bonus incentives based on box office success. The more success it had, the more money she was going to get. And they cut into that when they made it all when they made it available for the streaming service. And the streaming service apparently wasn't in the language of the contract. There was another website. I didn't link it to you, but when I was look, I thought the the article I sent you had the most information in it. But there was mm-hmm. another article that I had read where apparently Scarlett had come to the t- had come to her agency, who she deals with or, or does business on her behalf, and expressed them to reach out to Disney to restructure the contract because of COVID. Meaning when the discussion started about the postponement before they got to July of 2021, when they had like those two other dates and then they kept pushing it and kept pushing it. When those reschedulings took place the first time, apparently Scarlett went to her agency and tried to renegotiate so that they could release it on Disney Plus. And then Disney never returned the phone call. Yeah, because they didn't need to. They didn't need to. They, they don't they didn't owe feel her need. shit. Yeah, she signed it. It's done. According to Disney, they're like, she got her $20 million. She should be fine. You're good. We fulfilled our contract. It was shitty. Something happened. You weren't prepared for it. Listen, you can look at Disney and say, hey, you didn't struck. Like, we no one knew that this was. No, she could say no one knew this was going to happen. We should restructure the contract because it's fair. And yes. Again, this takes me back to the conversation I was having on Facebook. You're right. That is fair. That doesn't fucking matter. Business is business. And guess what? I know moving forward, because if there's one thing that COVID taught us, is we are going into a full-blown streaming era. Movie theaters keep getting fucking shot up, and and people are getting sick. No one wants to go to the fucking movies. <laughs> Everyone is going to watch it in the comfort of their own fucking home that they're spending a lot of money because of inflation to fucking live in. No one wants to leave the house because you're either getting killed or whatever the fuck is happening. We're going to move into a fully blown streaming era. It's coming. So they know this. We're already seeing lots of it with the Disney Plus and everything like that. 
everything is based off of numbers. If you sit in your home and you do not think for one second that Disney does not have a 10, 15, and 20-year plan when it comes to numbers, um, speculation of the way the industry is going to go, the way they're formulating contracts, if you don't think that they have a budget for all of that, understanding increases and and percentages where they should be at, at those moments, if you don't think they have uh, goals that they need to achieve. Now imagine having that mapped out and you have this golden situation where you can influx your profits for this month or for this year by double because of a a situation. You're not going to take advantage of it in your business mind, you're going to take it. I'm not restructuring that contract. Yeah. I just hit a gold mine. And you know what's funny? A lot of people will look at that and go, well, that's fucked up. Why wouldn't you do that? Bruh, any person who says that, I would tell them, yo, if you found two grand on the floor and you saw the person that dropped it, how many, and there are some people, how many of you are going to go up and fucking give it to that person or return it to that person? Yep. A lot of them motherfuckers ain't going to do it. So I hate when people get on their their high horse and start spewing out. They're only on the high horse when it's not them. When it's not them. That was my point. I literally made that exact point, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I made that literal exact point, which you just said on Facebook, when I said, when you are not invested, when it's something you can care a little bit about, but you're an opinionated person or someone who wants to actually, like, contribute to the conversation or feel like you want to everyone is is a justice warrior but if it's affecting your pockets now you have a different opinion you know what i mean now now you're looking for reasons why what that person is doing is wrong and why i'm right and the justifications and stuff like that that's not everybody everybody's different but i've been alive for 33 years and i can kind of see the patterns of people i've lived this you know what i mean like i understand we can both agree <laughs> that the majority of the people in this situation sitting in these rooms being in that board with disney who's in control of contracts is going to sit there and go i mean we could restructure this contract but this shit's airtight anything we make off the stream is 100% profit no one knew this was coming. Why would we restructure this? This does. This is bad for the business if we do it. No one in that build in that room when they're discussing this, having the meeting because they are having meetings and saying, "Damn, yo, we got it. Let's take this multi-million-dollar hit to take care of Scarlett Giants. <laughs> who, by the so way, is up. now done with them. That was her last project. Dude, I'm sorry. Like it, it, I know it's shitty. They fucked her uh, on the way out, but you know what? This, if they, they would have. I think they would have restructured if they felt they had to. They didn't right. feel like Contra- they had to. contractually. Yeah. Yes, if they felt like they were going to listen, man. It co- are we going to lose money or gain money? That's the answer. Those questions in your head in any which way you uh, yeah. you want to. But if you're the business, whatever answer you land on, you're just going to do whatever you have to do to get the result that you want out of whatever place that you fall in. If you're going to lose money, you restructure the contract. If you're going to make money, you ignore the phone call. Yeah. Restructuring the contract would have been giving her money that we're Correct. not entirely sure they that would she would have earned. Money. Because oh, absolutely. Her, her whole argument is based on funds that she thinks she could have had. 
That's the Correct. whole. That's the whole argument. Well, if you didn't put it on plus, you could transfer that money over to the movie stuff, and then I would have made. Oh, but we don't know that. Right. So that's gonna be hard to prove. <laughs> unless, it is hard to prove. unless they gotta sit there and go look at all the other Marvel movies, right? But you were also don't, none of those movies took place during a global pandemic. How many people were going to the movies to see this? Tons, film? massive. No, but like but, but comparative to the other films, to see Black Widow in a post-COVID era, which we're not even fully out of yet, because you just described <laughs> it there. Between the mass shootings and spikes in the population, how many people were actually going to go? It would have made more money than anybody else. It's a Marvel movie. But will it have made money comparative to the other ones? Because if you're going to tell me that she was screwed on money based on projected income, where are you getting your numbers from for this projected income? And if it's based off of other MCU films, I don't think they're going to look at it because those other MCU films were not released during a fucking global pandemic. Listen, uh, you're right. You're 100% right. And that's and that's where that and that's where I feel like um Disney not only whether it be contractual uh contractually or not, I feel like if their lawyers are saying, "Look, even if she has a case, do you know how difficult it's going to be to prove yeah, any to of prove this?" It. Yeah. You can't. All you can do is we they can go to the court and say, look, these are the numbers. These are all our movies. They're not even going to talk about era. These are all our movies. This is what uh, Black Widow is doing right now in the movie theaters alongside with streaming because all of them together still probably not hitting the number. No, you'd have to multiply. You, the, the streaming numbers the streaming aren't even numbers comparable. Are different. Yeah, because one household paid 30 bucks. Four people saw it. That's not comparable. Correct. Your numbers so for are every stream, we're looking at maybe like eight streams to equal like one ticket. Yeah. Type of, I'm just saying random ass numbers, but I'm saying high numbers on purpose. So yeah, you may have X amount of people, but now you got to divide that number by like eight or nine to, to see, okay, well now the numbers aren't looking they as gotta have to. They got to, they got to have to fight. Now I don't, now on the flip side, we said before, Disney might've restructured. It's a shame. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's Disney, anyway. Disney would have restructured if they felt like they had to, but I feel 100%. the other way too, Scarlett's team wouldn't have pursued a suit against Disney if they didn't feel they had a case. I'm wondering well, you what try they're to sitting fight. on. Right, like they do have a case that, that I don't think there's do a they though? That's what I'm wondering. But no, but yeah, what do they I don't have? There's a, I don't think there's a case. I don't. Okay, you that question just when you just asked me that question, it just literally just spun my head into a different direction. You have a case, but you, but you don't. <laughs> You have a case based on morality, right? Yeah. There has to but, be some sort of language in the contract that they can use or yes. spin to say, because all they have is projected income. That's the whole basis right. of the argument. I got right. fucked because contractually I was supposed to earn this, but this got cut down because they decided to do something else. The only thing the judge is going to probably look at is saying is that, okay, well, did was Disney within their legal right to make the decision that they did? Because if they did, if there is some terminology in the contract that states that COVID and the theaters being shut down was more than enough to bring it to the streaming service, and let's not forget the fact that it didn't just take it to the streaming service. It did the streaming service simultaneous with theatrical release. Right. So Disney can say, we didn't stop it from going in the movies. It went to the movies. 
Right. We just did it simultaneous we with our streaming song. our contract. Right. That's Nothing what I'm told saying. told us that we couldn't yes. stream it. Disney did this because they felt they could, but Scarlett's team is doing this because they feel they can. And I'm yes, just wondering... and that's what that's when I say that yes, she she has a case, but it's she could have a case, and we just don't know. That's but what I'm wondering. From the outside, I'm saying. I'm wondering what it is. In from the outside looking in, it looks like if we just brainstorm, she doesn't really have one. The only thing that would change that is actual verbiage and the contract, which we cannot see. So let's disregard that. It looks like she doesn't have a case. Just the way certain businesses work, the, the fact that a, a, a company like Disney is coming out publicly and pretty much disputing what she's saying tells us that they feel like she doesn't have a case either. The only thing that does make sense here, you would say, well, then why the, why the fuck are we even doing this? Like, this is a waste of time. Scarlett's just making herself look bad. Well, you have to consider the era that we are in. I have seen crazier shit based off just straight off of morals. Things change, people's opinions change, and I, and, and, even contracts get swayed based off of the mass push of people fighting for the fact that something isn't right. So maybe their move is today, look, we may not have a, a shot here, but if we can cause enough uproar, we could we could get something out of this. This is one of those like we got we're in a situation where we're either getting nothing or we're gonna try something and either get everything or something. That's how I feel like this looks like. It, like this based isn't on right. What you just said actually now that I'm thinking about it, this could be a smart move for her moving forward. Because even if she loses the case in future contract negotiations, she's going to say, "Well, I already went through something similar with Disney. I'm not going through that again. This needs to be in the contract." Yeah, but that could also hurt her. There might be people like, "Yeah, I'm not going to fucking sign her right now because She's going to be nah, a stickler on the contract. Big, I think she's too big of a star for that. She has too much value right now being an Avenger, where she could just they they, they put Avengers. Really though? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and it, it actually really? and it actually helped. That she was the only female one for so long. Now it sucks because there's like thirty of them. Oh, I get it, Scarlet. Listen, one. listen, Scarlet is dope. That is a beautiful but, woman right there. <laughs> but really. She's got worth, yeah. She's got I she's mean, got projects okay. coming down the line. She's I'm sure trying. she does. She's gonna be working for a minute. <laughs> she'll be fine. She'll be she'll fine. This to me, she'll is be a, fine. She'll be she'll fine. Be fine. This to me is a look. You owe me money. They're like, yo. I mean, <laughs> we might like this. Sucks. Like the, the situation happened. We're gonna try everything we can to get every penny that we can for you, but this is going to be a tough fight. Fuck it. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Because she's not the one dealing with it, right? It's not like you and I oh, have yeah, yeah, yeah. an she's issue at home chilling where just... we have to now go to court. Like, she's not doing that. No, she has no, representation. No, no. Yeah. She's just waiting for the phone call to find out what's she's going gonna on. She's going to let those people deal with right. it. Right. So this does nothing for her time. but try to get her money back, which she deserves. Either get the so. money back or just set the precedent that this, not, this is not the kind of business she's going to be handling moving forward. So we again, need, and I need, wish I could sit here and say, "Yo, let's all go support her and go watch it in the movies." But I'm not going to be responsible I, for a family getting killed. I don't killed really by know which side I'm on because I'm just like exactly. both of them have such a great case. I'm yeah, like, and then all these people online. Well, it's just rich people arguing with rich people. So 
Listen, if I had three million in the bank and you told me another nigga owed me a million, I'm gonna be fighting. I want my million. <laughs> you see that three? I'd like it to be a four. That'd be dope. I don't give a shit. They're both rich. Who gives a shit? Somebody owes you money. Pay up. I'll never understand that argument. That shit kind of annoys me. Like, if you're someone, I'm I'm saying this right. Here. If you're someone who honestly thinks that way, who thinks, who disregards this situation, because you can it, you cannot give a fuck. That's fine. Like, I'm mean, I'm not sitting here watching the news waiting for the update. I'm not trying to say that. I'm but not getting the lose to letter. disregard uh, to disregard this uh, like publicly or whatever. Uh, to me, it just speaks volumes to the type of person you are. Because if you can say that, oh, she's just rich crying about rich money. Dude, she wasn't, I mean, she. I guess she could have been born rich. But she like, was. I don't she know. was raised fucking, here in like, New York. Hard work Listen. comes behind being rich. Yeah. I don't give a fuck where the money came from. Oh, you were born into money. Dude, most people, like, it takes, I don't think people understand what, what what is a generational wealth comes from like you don't just get that the rare what if you're from um like a f- uh, the royal family, family or yeah. something yeah i guess you can make that argument yeah. but like for the most part nowadays people who are that rich didn't start out that way or if whatever number they're at now that you think is ridiculous it's a lot more than what they came into Right, yeah. so I'll give you five hundred million dollars. Can you turn it into a billion? She dedicated eleven years. Wait, no. When did Iron Man two come out? That was two thousand ten. It's been eleven years. Just don't that understand that Disney. argument. She's man. fucking. It's, give me my money. A it, that, that's one of the things that lately in in life has just been irritating me. It's just like the same person who will disregard this argument will pop off about something else. That's just like, bruh, you this, your brain is just the same, in a weird place. The same it. people who will pop off about this and I'll keep your momentum going. It's probably popping off about Simone Biles. <laughs> and that's a, a, that's a weird one too. Man. You, I, you, just, I, I, I have to start this conversation off by exclaiming to the world, how proud I am of you. I've never right. seen you this committed to a Facebook argument in my life. I wasn't arguing. <laughs> listen, oh my God, life is fucking beautiful. Listen, listen, I'm telling you, man, when you when you live when you live your truths <laughs> oh, and you, you are who you trucks. are. Oh, look, look, look. What you just said, guess what I'm wearing right now? Guess what shirt? The shirt that Steph bought me like literally like eight years ago. That reads, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. Oh, there it is. Like, See? One of my favorite shirts she ever bought me was like, dude, she just gets me, man. <laughs> She's one of the very few people in this world, man. Me and her bumped heads a lot. She she learned me and I learned her, man. But if there's one thing, dude, she gets me. I, I don't. She's one of the only people who recognizes that when I'm talking about something, I'm not having an argument, man. I'm just. <laughs> I'm telling you something like it is, and then you can have your opinion if you want. That's fine. I'm done once I'm finished saying what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. But, Simone. Yes. So, the conversation that you did have Mm -hmm. uh, online, I had posted something. I didn't even comment on it. You did not. You stayed out of it. I just shared it. That was it. Right. I didn't anticipate that it would lead to such tomfoolery. 
And even when the engagement took place, I I still did not engage because I wanted to save it for this because this is one of those topics where, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, your my intentions on the topic needs to be explained because I I can't just type some shit like this in there and and just leave it at that. The conversation started when I shared. Somebody else's post, a gentleman by the name of Byron Heath, he yes. had brought up a story involving with Carrie Strong. Now, this the reason why I shared it is because, like most topics on this show, before I think about pitching it to you or even discussing it myself, uh, I run it through my uh, quality management team, my producer, my wife, and I bring up the topic because I know whatever I say, it doesn't matter what I say about anything, she feels the opposite of the way that I feel. So Yo, that's so aggravating sometimes. <laughs> but like it's, it's literally the best thing to have in life. Here, it really here is. it works with the uh, with the uh, you know the entertainment or creative aspect of it. It, it is nice to uh, to no, have. No, it's nice all around. Sometimes it's just aggravating. No, it's not. But nice in the long around. run, it's nice all around. Yeah, it's <laughs> aggravating on a lot of the other levels. Oh, I know, with, I know. With here it works. So what happened yes. was, is I brought up the, uh, I brought up Simone Biles to her, period. I didn't right. even get to Carrie Strong yet. Just in general. And she had heard a few things, and then I, I informed her of some other news-related things so that she could formulate a, an appropriate response or mm-hmm. an appropriate opinion on it. And one right. of the things that I had brought up to her was this situation with Carrie Strong. For those of you who don't remember... Back in 96 in Atlanta, Carrie Strong, who was a gymnast, much like Simone and a lot of the same events, she had fractured her her ankle on one of the events, and she still had to do a vault. And there wasn't a whole lot of conversation at the time about her condition. They were just, you know, they kept everything in-house. But they could tell physically she was not well. She couldn't put weight on it. She does the vault anyway, nails it, wins the gold medal for Team USA. Heartwarming moment. What got released later, and I don't mean recently with Simone's thing. This was literally just a few years after the fact. This might have been the early 2000s. They, uh, there was a, a television company, I forgot which one it was, who was covering the Olympics. They happened to be on the floor during the gymnastics routine. And Lord and behold, they had footage of the conversation that took place between Carrie and her coach. And Carrie was in a ton of pain. And she didn't want to do shit. Right. She's just like, I am fucked. And the coach is not only not acknowledging the injury. Right. He's being very nonchalant. He's just like, shake it off. He wants you right. to shake off a fractured ankle. He's like, no, you got you to shake it off. We have to do this. We got to do this. Right. And it went from being forceful to then, like all manipulators, once they push it on you, then they start asking you, you're going to go, you're going to do this, you're going to go, you're going to do this, and then... She's like, right. yeah, 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 I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. And then she did it, and they won. Heartwarming right. story. Mm-hmm. We're living in a different age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're living yes. with a different generation here. Very, very different. And I wanted to start this conversation by saying, because a lot of the gruff that Sonona's getting is the fact that she tapped out in the finals. Now, right. I'd like to reiterate for the people who are uneducated and just read headlines and don't know what's going on. She... Uh, recused herself. She pulled herself out of the finals. She competed in the Olympics. For some reason, there's a bunch of people telling me 
She quit on her team because she didn't compete in the Olympics. She competed. Nope. The team got to the finals. That's when yes. she that's when she pulled. So regardless if she pulled or didn't pull, they were winning a medal. It was either going to be gold or it was going to be silver. They ended up right. winning the silver. Okay? Nothing wrong. What was it? They said in Ricky Bobby, ain't nothing wrong with silver, baby. No, ain't nothing wrong with second place. Except for the fact that they win gold every year. So now because the bar is that high, everyone's got a problem. She tapped out. She's a quitter. Now here's the thing. Here's why I say that I saved it. That I saved this for the show. Because everyone's got their reasons why she should have done it or continued on. Everyone has their reasons why she shouldn't have. Well, you got to tough it out. Mental toughness is a part of the game. Well, mental health is important. She doesn't need to do anything. And blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I have to be the first one to say about myself before I speak on anyone else. And for myself, if I don't feel like doing shit, I ain't fucking doing it. That's a fact. <laughs> injury or no injury, I don't need a reason to not put to put myself or to not put myself in a potentially physically endangering situation. That's a fact. If someone's going to say mental health, sure, why not? If someone's going to say, hey, you got to tough it up, mm, well, why? Because that was the part where me and, because me and Steph are kind of on the same page about this. The part where we argued was she felt, and this is before we found out later on that it was a different story, so she's since changed her stance, but... Before we knew about the, the situation with her teammates, she had assumed that maybe this was a situation where she was letting down her team. That she was right. thinking more of herself based on everything that had happened with the Olympic scoring system and how they were fucking with her and, and she didn't want to be fucked with and it was a whole ordeal. But then she came anyway and she had one slip up and she got in her own head and she just uh, she felt a little bit, like maybe she's letting the team down, right? Because, yes, it's unfair to put all the pressure on her, but she's the GOAT. She's the best. So the team revolves around her. They would have won the gold had she performed, but she didn't. So that's letting the team down. This is before we found out that her teammates and everybody supported her. But in the heat of the moment, that was her response. My response, which she did not like, but this is how I felt, fuck them. Because... In 2012, I won you a gold medal. In 2016, I won you a gold medal. You keep calling me the fucking GOAT. You keep calling me the fucking best. I've given you how many years of my fucking life? Right. Time out. Can I call time out? And I think the only reason she's catching any gruff at all is because it was the finals. If this had happened beforehand and she didn't even go, it wouldn't even be an issue. It's just bad timing on her part. But she ain't wrong, and that was my opinion on that. Where I know that you typed it up, but for the fans here, what was your stance on the whole situation? Well, what did you say you found out later? The only thing that I had found out that was different from what I heard initially was that Steph, to me, had a point. You know, because if you're going to have an issue with the way they were scoring you or if you're going to have some sort of uh, emotional situation going on with yourself and the committee – um, which had happened technically before the Olympics had started, then that probably should have been dealt with beforehand, not before the fucking finals of the fucking deal because you're competing with your team. First of all, you're training with your team up until the selection, right? You select your team, and then that team trains together for the remainder of the practice time 
Then you head to the Olympics and you can eventually compete side by side. Right. She's saying that after that, because I kept saying, well, if they're going to fuck with her, I'd be petty too. And she was like, okay, but be petty on your time. When you're at the Olympics, it's teen time. And you're, and you're pulling yourself and basically endangering the success of the team. You know, they're working equally as hard as you. They just don't have the talent you have. So Correct. by you pulling out, that hurts the team. You're hurting your teammates. She goes, if I'm a teammate, I'm pissed. I'm pissed as hell. But here's where we found something else out later okay. after the fact. I think it was even like the full, a full one day after. When they were interviewing Simone about her pullout, they also interviewed teammates. And the teammates stood by her. They were like, no, if this is what she feels she needs to do, let her do it. We got this. We're a team. We need to be able to, if we're a gold medal team, we're a gold medal team. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what it is. So we need to support her and what she's going through. And we yeah, need to. Yeah, but that, that don't mean that. shit. I saw that too. So I'm, I saw that. Okay. <clears throat> but that I got to say, when I, when I saw that, my brain, I'm telling you what my head said, it could be bullshit. Like, they could just be saying that because they're in front of media and she's the GOAT and the coaches love her and they're not going to slander her. So they tell the, you know, like, it's one of those, like, things where <clears throat> a good quarterback is going to take all the blame. And then he's going to go in the back and fucking ream his people. Like, that's just what, that's just what, you're in the public. You're not going to slander her. That's only going to hurt you. You're not going to slander her, but you way. don't need to praise her. You could have just yes, you do. Why? Yes, you do. Why? Because it's the culture we fucking live in. They can't be nonchalant about it. Eh, you know, whatever. She don't want it. It don't matter. We all we'll got it. No, they can't. <laughs> She's do got that. it. You She's gonna be alright. <laughs> you have to praise her. There's no, there's no if ands or buts about it. It's the culture we live in. They cannot go up there and do anything different. She, the light is on her. She is the goat. She is the best by far. And. It is what it is. If this is what she decides she wants to do and you cannot convince her otherwise, because that's another slippery slope. If the era we lived in was the one of uh, Strug or however you say her name, yeah. they would have done the same thing. They would have said, yo, you got to get up there. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? Was she injured? This is the part I didn't research this. So I don't really know much about. Was she injured? No. Okay. No physical injury. That's okay. See, this is where this is where it just comes straight down to the world we live in today, which isn't a bad thing. See, this is another thing that that people just it, it doesn't infuriate me, but I just get so intrigued with people's the way their brain works. It it's not it it's not a bad thing that she's doing this. To me, that's not the argument. The argument is, do I agree with what she did? No, I from a person who plays sports, what she did was shitty. You in the time of adversity, that's who makes the best athletes. To me, the GOAT conversation, it's like it's like the talk about Drake, how people are like, oh, Drake could be the GOAT, but there's questions if he wrote all his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still all of his accolades, you're still gonna question if he's the GOAT because someone may have written a pop song he did, right? No, but with her right now in the world we live in, everyone's praising her for doing it. Again, I support what she's doing. If she doesn't feel healthy and she's nervous and she feels like she could injure herself, then that's fine. But we can't talk about someone being the GOAT 
This is the complete opposite of what a goat. There are people taken out of the goat goat conversation because of things like this. It's called clutch moments. It's called adversity. It's called pulling up your bootstraps, getting in there and fighting through this and above all odds, no matter how you felt or anything like that, stepping up to the plate and being that captain that people were following you for. No, instead what I see is, oh, our GOAT, our captain, ain't feeling, feels a little sad today. So, but we're good. We're going to... We're a team, so we're gonna we're gonna step up. I felt bad for those girls when I saw that video, because I really felt like that. I felt there was an imaginary gun to their head, saying, "Hey, you gotta say the right thing about this person." And even if they did respect her and like her, and even if they did support what she was doing, me as someone who loves sports and loves team sports and understands that. We're a team. Everyone isn't equal. You have your better players, your best players, and you have your other players. Now, your best players still can't do it by themselves. It requires a team. So you need to be a good leader as well to help your team come up to a certain level. They'll never be at your level, but if you can get them as close to your level as possible, you'll always win because I can take care of the rest, which brings us to Michael Jordan. Why people thought he was fucking crazy because he's pushing these people way past their limits. But in actuality, from the outside looking in, those guys would have never played nearly as good if Michael Jordan didn't do what the fuck he was doing. And that was my point. When it comes to athletes and people who are really good at what they do, people who are naturally blessed, they will never be the player that you see them as today if it wasn't for someone pushing them through, I don't want to do this, or I'm tired. There are a select few who get praised for their own ability to push themselves. But we're all human, and you'd be ignorant to think that they wouldn't have a moment in their life where they're just too fucking tired to do something like for someone to have that, that fight in them to push past that on their own is unique. I don't say they don't exist. It's unique. So for me in this situation, from someone who really doesn't care about it that much, I just wanted to really take a look because I thought it was interesting that some people were talking about, I saw the one guy was talking about uh, childhood abuse, about how like you're getting pushed to to as a kid to to be a, a star. And I'm like, wait, whoa, where the fuck did we go with this? We're talking that's something completely that has nothing to do with this. But I thought it was interesting because that's what people do. They take extremes that could be twisted to fit a narrative to make something look way more extreme than what it really is. She wasn't feeling good mentally. She was afraid that she was going to cause her team the medal when in actuality, it, to me, I think it was a pride thing because if she wasn't feeling up to snuff, she could have, and this only gets supported by the videos you sent me about people saying that the scoreboard was hurting her. Mm -hmm. Um, your routine down. If you're, if you're overscoring and only getting the 10, do whatever it is you have to do to get the 10. You are not going to hurt their score. That's bullshit. You could literally go up there and do the cleanest, simplest routine. Now, could she have messed it up because she's not mentally, you know, not, not mentally there? 
sure, the yips exist. That's a real thing. <laughs> the yips. But she could still go out there and perform. But I can't say it's a pride thing. Maybe she wasn't even thinking like that. But from the outside looking in, I'm saying if you're this great and they're robbing you of points, dumb your shit down. Dumb Which it is down. the complete opposite of what she wants to do. And when, Take it to the, and when right. the way you described it is exactly why. Why should I have to dumb myself down for mediocre talent? Bring and mediocre talent up. That's pride. Okay. So What's you're not there for pride? the team. Okay, but it's a team sport. So when you say, when you ride your own pride and it's you say, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. It's a team sport by default. She's the team. Everybody matter. else she, on that team was an interchangeable part. It doesn't matter. Part. She joined a team sport. No, no, no. It matters. Just like, in, bas- matter. just like in basketball, it's a team sport. You move Michael Jordan off that eh. team, they're not a playoff team. Michael, I mean, basketball is not thing. necessarily a team sport. Let's be honest. What are those 12 people in uniform doing? What are you talking about? Yeah, but th- she that's literally a big does what Michael Judd does. They win based off of her numbers, period. If you take her off the team and you replace her with anybody else on the planet, they don't meddle. That's fine. They don't meddle. I don't agree with that, but that's fine. They don't even meddle. And I, and I don't know yeah, much that's about fine. Just, I don't But even... basketball is not that way. You can win games with one guy. That's why yeah, some you people can win like, gymnastic medals why... with one guy, with one person too. But that's why a lot of people who grow up playing sports in high school, some of the really good players, regardless of the fact that they're good at it, because there are people who are good at multiple sports, but they prefer basketball because they have more control over the game. Baseball, you're really reliant on your team. Football, you're completely reliant on your team. You have your stars who make the difference. But if your line isn't blocking, your your number one All-American running back isn't going to do shit. In basketball, I can drop 105. Yeah, it's not common, but it is something common. that can actually happen. <laughs> it's not common. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, my Chamberlain. point is it can happen. You can lead a garbage team to victory. We've seen it. You cannot do that in these sports. So if this is your sport, that's the nature of the beast. That That's not an – my point is it's not an argument is my point but people use those as arguments oh it's a it's a team sport by default because if she could enter herself she'd kill it she could if she could enter herself <laughs> okay okay but if she could enter herself she wouldn't be on a fucking team no you have to fill it with jabrones you could take exactly. people from the janitor crew point. and put them on there and they'd still that's, meddle with that's her that's my point you joined a team sport that is not an argument. I don't give a fuck if you got to carry jabrones. You suck. And, and that was my main point on the thing where the person started turning into like childhood uh, kids, Tiger Woods, Michael Jackson, stuff like that. Like that shit. What are you talking about? Parents and coaches like that shit. Uh, it just went off on like a random ass tangent that of stuff that had nothing to do with the actual conversation. The conversation was the coach was an ass. The coach didn't have to push uh, Shrug to do it because they already won. They secured the bag already based on what the person said. I didn't look at it, so I don't know. I'm just going based on what the post said. They just the wanted her said, to finish out. They just wanted her to do it, Yeah. period. They didn't need her. to. She could have sat down and they would have had gold. Yeah. It was done, but they wanted her to do it. Now, again... Me taking this stand sounds like that. I agree with all of this. I do not. If Simone Biles wants to walk away, put her middle finger up and tell them all to suck her dick, 
then go for it. I don't give a fuck. I, listen, there isn't a single person in this world who I will tell motherfuckers straight up, yo, fuck this company. What do you want to do? <laughs> and, and that gets me in a lot of trouble because if I'm management me, or whatever the case may be, yeah. I have to be the one. I have to be company guy. Yeah. But I'm always, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm always like, I'm the people's guy, right? Like, because I understand... I understand I can't, I've worked in a place many years when I knew the company didn't give a fuck about me, Yeah. but they would still make me feel like I should care about the company. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I get the point of view where it's like, yo, fuck this. And I've told people that I worked with at Lowe's, yo, fuck the, the store manager here. What do you want to do? Mm. Fuck me. I'm getting paid. What do you want to do? Like, are you unhappy here? Yo, go apply to some shit. This is how you do it. This is where you got to go. And that same person came back and got multiple applications. He had multiple interviews and ended up choosing a job that paid him more money because he was feeling he was underpaid. Wherever he landed. I'm that guy. So I know it doesn't matter if I say it because people are still just going to assume that my point of view on this is my point of view. But people make their decisions in life. They make them. So if you're on a fucking team sport and you are not injured and you decide to walk away, I support you, sis. <laughs> but you also cannot, and it's not even her that I'm upset about. I could give a shit about, like, do what you got to do. It's the fucking justice warriors who get online telling people that they cannot be upset about it. That fucking infuriates me because I know I'm a person that has always been told that even if I feel justified in being upset, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're just being difficult. But I always felt like, yo, I have a right to be upset. Like there's a reason. And I've learned to let that feeling go. And I feel like that's the main, re main reason why I'm like, I'm going up. I'm, I'm doing better in life because I know how to adapt. I know how to erase my emotions, regardless of how I feel to get what I, what outcome I need out of whatever the fuck I'm doing because it's for my family. But when I see someone else verbalizing stuff like, Hey, I'm unhappy because of this. And then I see another person who's got no fucking business talking about it has and would straight up tell you, I don't even care about this situation, but you have no right to be upset about it. Even though they're the ones invested in the, in the situation. It's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like what? If you don't care about it, your voice, see, this is the part that they don't understand. I'm going off on a tangent, my yes. bad, but, <laughs> but the part, the part that upsets me about that. And I'll let it go after this one is that, um, when one person is trying to fight for something with someone else and then a third party who doesn't even give a shit sides with the other side, the one, the, like, for instance, the person who feels angry about something sides with the person who is not angry about it or telling the people that they're angry, that they're just being babies and then walks away only makes their life more difficult and doesn't affect the person who made their life more difficult at all, if that makes sense at all. Like you're voicing an opinion to favor the opposite side that's affecting me. Let me give you an example. COVID, the people who are working versus the people who are staying home making money. People who are working are upset because they're trying to hire people, but no one's accepting the jobs because they're not offering the money to counterbalance 
the money that they're making at home. And the reason why they're not doing that is because that's not sustainable. They're not going to get that money forever. The companies just have to hold out. Now, the person who eats the shitty part of that is the people who are actually staying at work. So then you have people who have careers where they're literally working at home. I know two people on my Facebook who've done this, who, who have careers that they never lost a beat. They've worked directly from home in their jam jams the whole time going on there saying that the people who are upset should just get a different job if they're not happy. What the fuck are you talking for? Why are you even have? Why are you even inputting on this? You're just justifying the company that you don't give a fuck about to hurt the person who's servicing you when you go there, and then you're the first person to be like, "Yo, there's no fucking help here." Dude, and and this kind of just reminded me of that, and that's why I fucking just got triggered when not triggered, but like. I was having a conversation with some people online when they just didn't understand why some people would be upset that she walked away. Cause that's what she did. She worked, she walked away from it. She sat down. She put her sweats on. She sat down. Yep. Can we, can we just be honest? She gave up. We can't call her the goat. No, that's not true. That is true. That's not true at all. Not even close. Why not? Because sitting down once in a clutch situation does not erase a decade of goat behavior and accomplishments. I'm sorry. There's not. There's no one even close to her. To like when you were talking about Jordan, and it was like, well, the goat conversation changes around, but that's because there's people close to him. You know, you can have, you can name athletes where it's like, where well, if it's not Jordan, then it's this guy. There's no one else. No one. There's no one else. It's her. She's no, the gymnast that wrong. other gymnasts look at and go, that's the best. I've heard no, it from that's analysts. Wrong. I've what? heard it from other no, athletes. No, no your else. example is wrong because Michael Jordan is in a league all of his own. That's why to this day. No, no, no. That's your perception still... of it because there's other people who say that he's not. There are a lot of people who walk this earth and look at Michael Jordan and go, eh, top five maybe. That's Again, what I'm talking about. You're, you're comparing apples and oranges. What I'm trying to get at because apparently my comparisons aren't working. What I'm trying to get at is she's <laughs> the best. She's the best. Okay, but so is other okay. people, but there's no, always no, no, another no, no, best no, 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 no. after them. I'm not worried about other people. I'm we're talking about Simone Biles. She's the best, and she's the team. You lost me earlier in the conversation when you said team sport. Fuck all that. Because that means something when the team behaves like a team. She's been doing this. She's 24 years old right now. Every single day of her life, mm-hmm. and her compet- her competition began – what was the number they had here? I just had it up a second ago. Yeah, 2012, right? So that's nine, nine, nine years ago. So that would mm-hmm. make her thir- 15 when she mm-hmm. started competing uh, mm-hmm. regularly on the world stage. Every day of your life, push, mm-hmm. work, push, work, push, work, mm-hmm. push, work, okay? Mm-hmm. She's doing all yeah. this shit she's being asked to do. She's winning a championship here, carrying this team there, carrying this, gold medal here, world title this, everything, everything, everything. Okay. You're working year after year after year after year, and then all of a sudden, out of the fucking blue, you go from being the poster child to on the promotional material to the face of an entire sport to the face to an entire event, which would be the yeah. Olympics, Mind you, she pulled out, what, a week ago now? A few days ago? And mm-hmm. she's still on the promotional material. They're still advertising her. Of course. Because they know that she's going to sell because she's the best. Okay. She's been doing this for forever. 
So and the okay, same so hold on, and the same committee that's using your likeness, the same committee that's telling the world you're the best, the same committee that's saying you're the attraction, the same committee that's saying you can't miss her, tells you before the games start that you're an endangerment to the sport. You're a bad example for future young women who are thinking of a, of becoming a gymnast. Now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, mm-hmm. when the GOAT conversation started, because she was always considered either one of the best or an elite gymnast, over the course of the last year or so, all of a sudden, if there's a GOAT conversation. And again, I've, heard, I've been looking at videos for two straight days. People who are in the sport say she's the best. People who performed in the past in the Olympics say she's the best. People who do it today saying she's the best. Her Wikipedia. Biles is the right. most decorated American gymnast and is regarded by many to be the greatest and most dominant gymnast of all time. And then out of the blue, the mm-hmm. Olympic Committee is, you're a, you're, you're a disgrace. You're, you're a bad influence on women. All of a sudden now you're this black cloud. I mm-hmm. believe her mistake was going in the first place. That's my. That's where I feel her mistake is. That's why I said in the beginning right. of all this, I believe the issue with her was the timing. Because right. she did it right before the finals. Okay? She got them there, and then she tapped out. My problem isn't the tapping out. My problem is you shouldn't have went. Because the Olympic Committee told you before you left that if you go... We're going to fuck you on your points because you're too fucking good. And we need the other ladies to be fucking competitive. Right. Otherwise, no one's going to watch. The ratings are in the fucking toilet. No one fucking cares, okay, about the fucking Olympics. It's 2021. No one gives a shit. It's got its audience, I'm sure, around the world. But if, if this is USA Gymnastics. Here in the U.S., no one gives a shit, at least not on a high-level amount right there's not a whole lot of people you know calling out of work to fucking watch the fucking olympics okay right she's the best attraction they have but now there's this black cloud quote unquote over her and this was before the olympics started that's why i said what i was speaking with my wife and i'm saying here on the show her mistake was going she should have heard that news that regardless of what you do we're going to score you shitty and it doesn't really matter how you perform. All right. your work that you've done for the last four years to prepare for the Olympic Games was for nothing because we're just going to well, grade that's you. that's probably why she went. Like, right. she didn't want to, you know what I mean? She like, come on, I, her I'm just going to win anyway. Okay, but I understand you saying that. I understand why she went because of that, but then you end up tapping. You should have tapped before that. That's my only issue with the whole thing. She should have sat back and said, when they said to her face, we're going to score you based on everybody else and not what you do, that would have been my point of saying, then I'm not going. Good luck winning a gold medal without me. And if they did win without her, kudos. If they didn't, which they probably would not have, based on what I've heard from experts over the course of the last week, then without her, I've heard people who know gymnastics through and through look at the TV screen and goes, she is gymnastics. That's where her pedestal is. She's up there. So if they're going to fuck you, don't go. And we have an example of exactly what I'm talking about that just happened a month ago. I talked about it here on the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, Mm -hmm. who, again, we're back on the topic, mental health issues, right? She suffers from depression and all this different stuff. You know what she did? 
She didn't go. Her issue at the last tournament that she did was that she had a panic attack because the media was pressing her. Mind you, she had won. But she always feels like because of her nationality and because of everything that's going on, she always gets pressed. And she had an anxiety. She had a panic attack. And she requested that, I think it was for the U.S. Open. I can't remember if it was the U.S. Open or the French Open. I can't remember to, right now off the top of my head. Right. Where she was like, I, I want to perform because I, I, she's a champion. She's been winning all these tournaments. I want to go. I want to do my best. Can I not do media? And they said, well, we'll send it up the chain and we'll let you know. They sent it up the chain. They said, uh, it's Naomi Yasaki. We need her to do media. So they told her, yeah, unfortunately, you have to do the media. She goes, cool. Well, I'm going to go and I'm going to perform. But I'm just letting you know. I'm not going to do the media. Right. Like, I asked to be nice, but you're telling me I got to, and I'm telling you that I'm not. Right, right. And then they said, well, for every time that you're scheduled for media, if you don't appear, then we have to fine you for that. And she said, cool, no problem. I'll do you one better. For every dollar you fine me for not doing media, I will match that dollar and donate it to a mental health charity of my choice. And they didn't know what to fucking do. Because they're telling this individual, okay, you got to do this. And she's like, no. Right. So she's so they pulled her from the tournament. Their number mm-hmm. one seed. Mm-hmm. Because she decided, I'm not going to do this. She didn't go. And if you want to, because everyone's, you know, even I have to agree, not Simone not doing the finals is kind of petty, right? Here's the ultimate pettiness. Not only does she not go. Right? She said, no, I'm not going to, then I just won't fucking do it. I'll just sit at home. Let the tournament happen. When the tournament was over, they started fielding teams for the Olympics. Tennis is an Olympic event. So Naomi Osaka is playing in the Olympics for Team Japan. She's not playing for here. (laughs) So there's some petty shit for you right there. She's fucking standing by her guns. If That's Simone it. is dealing with mental... She didn't have mental health issues until this whole Olympic Committee thing happened. Okay? Right. But my point is this. It happened before the game started. If you were going to feel some type of way right. about the committee to the point where it's going to physically affect your performance, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have went. Mm-hmm. Now, in the beginning of the Olympics, it hadn't affected her performance. But as we all know, the higher the stakes, the more pressure... And that right. shit never left her head. Right. And, and you stumbled. know what? Now that I'm thinking about one of the videos you showed me, maybe she did try to dumb it down, but her body and that fucks it up. No, she, her body, her body wanted to do the hardship. Yeah. Because the one that they kept griping on was she went to go do one thing. And then she consciously tried to change it to something lesser because in the middle of it. you can't tell athletes and to go in reverse. This right. is the same argument we had when the football conversation started, when they were trying to get, they were calling penalties on defensive players because they were leading with the crown of their helmet. Remember when they were trying to crack down about helmet to helmet? Right, and right. trying to cut back on CTE, and all these defenders were complaining and bitching. This is how I've been doing it for 20 fucking years. I can't. What the fuck are you telling me? That I've been tackling incorrectly my whole fucking career? Yes. And then, and yeah, they say yes. So now they're changing it up, and they're missing tackles. They're hurting themselves. They're hurting the other players. I remember, right. a, I forgot which running back it was. He got injured. He was out for the rest of the season. But he had to literally go in front of the media and address it. And he actually said, I'll never forget this. He goes, uh, he led with his head. But to be honest with you, if you're going to lead with your head, I'd rather you hit me in the leg than my head. 
like to have head to head. Right. And like these are the options these human beings are left with. Like he's gonna come at me, but I know it's horrible if I lead with my head. So I'm gonna literally give my leg so that I don't have to get hit in the head. All because right. we're changing the entire system. And I'm not saying changing the system was wrong. What I'm exactly. saying is is that it's gonna it takes you have to have that's a generational thing. The kids who are playing football now are learning that. And when they become adults, then the game will change. Until then, right. injuries will right. occur. Same thing with Simone Biles. She's 24 years old, but she's been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. And this is the way that she was always told to do it. Now she's on her 10th year. She's a veteran. She's 24 years old. According to the stats here, she's got 27 world championships, including four gold medals, five for second place. Uh, one of them being a silver in the Olympics and then a bronze medal in the Olympics as well. But she's got four third places. For the most part, she's won over 30 world championships. And you're going to tell someone who has excelled to that level at right. the age of 24, hey, dumb it down. It's not going to work out the way that you think it's going to work out. And when she yeah. sat on that podium and said, I pulled myself because I didn't want to endanger my team based on my points. What she's saying is, is I can't go all out. I have to dial it back. And I haven't practiced dialing it back yet. So if I get out there and try to do shit that I'm not used to doing, I will fuck this up. Right. So the whole, the whole endangering the score thing, like even that to me is kind of excusey because you hadn't fucked it up yet. You got to the fucking finals. Even with her slip, they still counted the points that she did earn and with the rest the of the team, and it got you to the finals. So weird. Yeah, it's the, the timing. That that's what I keep telling people. It's the timing. Because I can give her the mental health deal. I can give her the whole Olympic thing and the judges and their description and, and the whole I don't want to let my – I give you all that. But you waited till the finals to do it. And that's where you're going to get your criticism. If she would have mentioned before the Olympics or even if she had mentioned her mental health right after the finals, she would have gotten no criticism across the board. Her only criticism, the only critique any there's that there's any validity to is the fact that she tapped right before the finals. And she right. sat there in her sweats and watched her team compete without her. That visual of her sitting there is what changes the conversation about her, and that's the part where I think it's unfair because 10 years of dominance, dominance shouldn't be erased because of her physical reaction to something that wasn't her fault. The committee is telling... Can you imagine a star of any sport being told, hey, no matter how hard you work, it's only going to really matter like this much. And then the rest of it yeah, is just Yeah, everyone in the world who goes to work feels that. But if this, ain't, this boss, ain't regular work, that. though. I mean, sports and athletics is not regular work. I, I hear people say that I'm talking the about time. the emotion, the feeling that you just expressed. Yeah. Not, not everything else. I'm just saying that feeling, everyone feels that. It's just a different magnitude depending on where you are. And people, what and you people, do yeah, doesn't people, feel like it means anything. Yeah, and people deal with it in different ways. Some find it at the bottom of the bottle. Some of it take it as motivation. But for her and her specific case, what motivation? That was my big thing for Steph because no matter what I said, Steph was like, you got to finish it. 
It didn't yes. matter what I had to say or what the reasonings were for anything. At the end of the day, she just looked at me and she goes, I get it, and I feel terrible, but you got to finish. It's the finals. You right. did everything else. Right. It wasn't like this slip happened round one. And you're like, Unfortunately, oh, I, she's fucked. always going to have this asterisk. But that's fine. Because aside for from this who, one asterisk, though? she's for her. Because she said. I mean, if she's cool with it, she's that's fine. Cool. I've. I would but be, that brings me yeah. back to my point about how you cannot be upset. Not you specifically, but I'm just saying yeah, you cannot be upset that someone wants to take away the GOAT title because of her asterisks. Now, do I think that that's fair? No. Clearly, there's no one even close to her. Yeah. By default, she is the GOAT By until default, someone surpasses yeah. her. So, but that's another argument. Yeah, she's only the GOAT by default. And I don't like that argument because that belittles everything she's done. Yeah, I just let her rattle that off. She's got a lot yeah. of world titles here. Yeah, and that's the same thing. But I've been, I'm on record here talking about Tom Brady, how people shit on him and like, oh, he's this, that, and the third. Dude, you know how hard people work to get at the caliber that Tom Brady sits at? <laughs> and we shit on him. People shit on him. Yeah. You Every me? GOAT in every sport, there's a conversation that somebody else is better. People don't like, – well, again, that's unfair. But, well, the gymnastics itself has more than the Olympics. I was thinking just the Olympics that the sport happens every four years, but there are other gymnastics like oh, competitions. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, and, wor- and world-related ones, like not just like she's U.S. A, ones. Hey, listen, she's an animal. She's yeah. a freak of nature. This – I was watching so because I don't fucking watch gymnastics, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? But I was watching some of these videos, and I'm like – I don't know how a human can lift themselves off the floor without a springboard and spin so many yeah, fucking and times. And she gets high. She's like, high. A, I'm looking at this now. She's four foot eight. She is a she is a ball of muscle. She can do multiple flips over your head. Yeah, probably. And not even come close to touching you. <laughs> she could place an great. apple at the top she's, of your head. She's gonna be great no in Hollywood. I, the only thing, and this is kind of off topic, when I was listening to some of her interviews, she reminded me because of her size and her voice, she was like a black Alexa Bliss. It was so weird. She yeah, I had, got that. She kind of yeah, had this valley sound yeah, to her. I yeah, get that. I was like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, God. But Both yeah. at the top of their game. Both at the, Both top, of at the game. top of their game. Well, it, well I mean. Don't you don't don't fucking sit here and hate on Alexa Bliss. Please. No, do she's this. doing fa- She's probably the most over female they have right now. Right. Actually, so look, at, that. look even, at you already starting with the hate. Well, I mean, we're talking, we're comparing one goat to Alexa Bliss. I don't know if Alexa Bliss will be go down as the goat. I, 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 I can actually, give you that. Yeah, I, I actually starting uh, to believe now at this point that she'd just be better off going into Hollywood because I find her so entertaining. And I up until she wrestles, I don't like I don't like her wrestling like at all. I don't find any of her matches interesting at all. But her, she's interesting as shit. <laughs> I find her more interesting than a lot of the guys. I'll watch her do shit before I watch anything Matt Riddle does. <sighs> all right, now you're just being disrespectful. <laughs> that was a direct shot. Now you're being oh, disrespectful. Man. Okay, so we ate up a lot of time on just two topics. But I do want to get a little pro wrestling in here really quickly. And I want to talk about the tweet. The tweets that shook up the world here. Ah, uh, fuck this tweet. Who well, is that person? Yeah, it's just some random jabron. But I'm not yeah. really, Ugh, I'm not really gross. here to talk about him specifically or the individual that he spoke about. I have had many a conversation with people on the inside, Ooh. where 
Yeah, I'm not going to reveal any names, but Ooh. they've led some support to something that he mentioned. So the tweet that I'm talking about that literally trended around the world, uh, there it's was a, a random tweet. a random person by the name of Denise Salcedo, I'll say. She had a Twitter, a Twitter thing out there that just said, what wrestling hill are you willing to die on? Basically just stating, like, what kind of outlandish of opinion do you have that you just kind of stand on? And a guy by the name of Ali Also, he responded, Eddie Guerrero was a B-plus player at best, and people only hold him in such high regard because he is dead. Now, you can, make, you can have the conversation about Eddie all you want, but that's not why I brought it here. First of all, on that point, he's wrong, because he was considered an A-plus when he was alive, but I digress. But the bottom part, people hold him in such high regard because he is dead. A lot of people... That is a that that that's the part of the tweet that struck me because I have this feeling like that part is correct. Not about Eddie specifically, but whenever someone dies, there always happens to be some sort of extra level yeah. of fascination. All of us, it's like the people who never you didn't even know was a Whitney Houston fan. And then mm-hmm. that person died, and it's rest in hashtag rest in peace with Houston. They changed their cover photo. They 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 changed the they, the their phone ringers. Ah, what a dance with somebody! <laughs> All of a sudden, it's Whitney week uh, right. at the home. What is it's this respect. fascination with this? Is it respect well, or is it's it a clout thing? Is it really? Clout. I feel like it's clout. I feel like I don't people, think Ricky people, coming from accounting going home. Is is blasting Michael Jackson when when he passed away? Is him trying to get clout? I yeah, think it's no. just a respect. I think thing. on social media, a lot of these people just jump on that. There's like oh, but they they start te- they start telling stories. Oh, I remember when this person changed my life forever. The person who wrote this, by the way, Eddie Guerrero was a B plus player at best, and people only hold him in such regard because he died. He either isn't a wrestling fan at all and just did this for the shock value of it, or he is a wrestling fan who just doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, this to me just screams shock value. Yeah, that's that's where that's I all it does. That that's what it's a nasty tweet. It's just nasty. I don't, I don't even know, like he chose B plus player too as a play on of that Daniel Bryan thing, that that led to me for the whole shock value thing because that means he is a wrestling fan. He knows what he's talking about. He's just being a dick. Yeah, I just this is a nasty tweet, yeah. and it's just for and attention. it went viral because everybody and when destroyed men him for try it. to get attention like that, it's fucking weird. It's, it's odd. just weird. It's odd. But, I don't know, but like, but to your point, yes. Like, I, I think it's just more of a respect thing. Um, I yeah, think, I, I know. I, I always was the feel same like way. It's, I always feel like it's a cool. Hey, look at me, pay my respects. Type yeah, thing. and that's the way it comes off to me. That's why, I right? Don't do like, it that's why I I was never a person that like. I don't know. I, I was weird growing up. Like, I never really liked to. I, there was a lot of things that I didn't do or I wouldn't do because I would see people do it and I would feel like they're doing it for this reason and it would i would just never like even if i had michael jackson moments that i wanted to share i would never do it i because because of that reason because it's like the dude i never spoke once about michael jackson yet today is the day that i feel the need to put his playlist on loop you know what i mean but right. i mean i started to just consider it where it's just like look some people just really do feel a way 
I honestly do. They, they, they probably were a big part of their life. And social media is a place that people naturally go without even thinking to express stuff. You know what I mean? I see people post shit all the time that are like on my friends list that'll post something that in, if they were famous or popular would have a bunch of responses under it. But like, because they don't really, they're not really popular. Their mom put a thumbs up on it. Thumbs up. You know what I mean? Mom but, likes but the this way status. it's laid out, it's laid out like, like it would get a reaction if people were looking at it. No. Type of deal, if that makes sense. So I think it's just a, a a way people nowadays just express themselves. And if for some people, there's a lot of eyeballs on it. And for some people, there aren't. But that's what started to balance it out for me when I started to notice that even people who have zero fucking followings do this. Yeah. So I just think it's just it's just a cultural thing. I don't really take too too much offense uh, from it anymore. I just well, I don't partake. No, just, I don't partake. Just like the birthday thing, I get yelled at all the time because I don't say happy birthday to nobody. I don't give right. a shit about birthdays. I'm being consistent because I don't expect people to do it for me either. I actually delete them when they happen. I don't give a shit. But that's right. that's just like a funky thing that I do or whatever. But for this, it's just like uh, you know, every time I see that, it's just so cringe. I'm like, oh my god, really? Because you know that kind of comment is just encouraging the trolls. And which is exactly what happened, because I think I, I was going to double check while you were talking, but I think his shit is closed now, his uh, Twitter, because he was he was getting fucking. Oh, he was fucking murdered. Yeah, he was getting attacked. And you're a pussy, and you're a pussy, Ali Aso. <laughs> Yo, if you're gonna nut up and say some crazy shit like that, keep your shit on. Take the smoke and respond back to keep the smoke. Your sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other part of it. Yeah, go ahead. That F- same energy. Keep the energy Girl. going, Bob. And that's what I mean. And that's a, that you literally brought up the example. What I oh, mean no, it's here. Wh- it's here. Wh- when you say, when you say that when you see a man doing this, I don't give a fuck what. If you see a man doing this, I know what type of man you are. I don't give a fuck about what type of beard you got. I don't give a fuck about your muscle mass. I don't care if you're fucking five feet or six five. I don't give a shit. If this is the way you're moving, I know what type of dude you are. Mm. Mm. I know what type of dude you are. And that is what type Mm. of dude you are. You start getting heat and you shut your shit down. You're a pussy. You're a pussy, dude. Just stand up to it. Like, listen, I respect the balls. Come come back with some examples. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> every argument is an argument. So if that if, if you feel this way, if you truly feel this way, I know you got a reason to feel this way. Just say what you gotta say. And if people say, disagree with you, which say, they will. Say it with your chest. Yeah, you say it with your chest out and you take it like a man because you stand by it says you're willing to die on it. You just fucking got down from the hill. Yeah. You so started up the even, hill and you saw the heat yeah, coming and you, you backpedaled up the hill. You put the flag down. People, you start, <laughs> you look yonder, you see the people with the torches and you fucking fold your flag up, put it in your little suitcase and you fucking walked away. You didn't die on the hill. No, they did not die on the hill. They so, did not die on the hill, so, so they even lied on this tweet. Now you're a fucking liar. You're a pussy and you're a liar. <laughs> and if there's anything I hate more. <laughs> 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 well, speaking of... Uh, Dying, we almost had a live death on AEW television. 30 years 
Can you imagine avoiding something for like 30 years and then out of nowhere falling right in? I don't understand. But Chris Jericho, our <sighs> our friend Chris Jericho, did you get oh, this? Did, I, oh, did yeah, you, our friend. Yeah, okay. did you see the I link I sent you? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Okay, so Chris Jericho got into the ring with Nick Gage on this week's Dynamite. And I, and I got to tell you, I, I was entertained. Not not the way that I think that they wanted me to be. Oh, yeah, explain. But, <laughs> not the way that I think they planned on it. But I was, I was okay, so I got to take all of you back for a second. So this is why I was giggling. So at Blood and Guts, do you remember the War Games match where Jericho took the bump off the top of the cage? Right, he took the, he came off the cage. Uh, MJF gave him the push. He fell off the cage and he fell onto that crash mat or whatever the hell it was. They said cardboard or whatever the fuck. And he hurt his elbow for real as a shoot. Well, he caught a lot of shit for landing on the cardboard. You know, basically in a nutshell, everyone basically calling him a pussy or whatever the fuck. Right. So I kind of knew from that moment on. I was like. Because he can never let anything like that stand. Anything that goes against his reputation, he's got to do something. It's just in his DNA. It's just what he does. So I kind of had it in my head. At some point in time, he's going to do something ridiculous because he's going to want to show how tough he is. Because 30 years of wrestling is not enough for him to prove his toughness. He's got to do something crazy. Right. So I was waiting for it. And then last week, they brought out Nick Gage as one of the... Uh, labors of Jericho. He's got to go through five labors to get to MJF. Why? I don't know. I mean, I've watched the show, but I still don't know why. He just can't have a match against MJF, but whatever. They did the same thing with Cody. You know, Cody had to take ten lashings before he got to MJF. Everybody has to work so hard to get in the ring with MJF. I don't understand why that's a thing. But here we are. We had the first labor where Jericho faced off against Sean Spears. And then this week, he's got Nick Gage in a death match. Now, I'm going to ignore the pain maker part of all this because it takes too long to explain and it doesn't make any sense in the first place. But Chris Jericho, Nick Gage, death match. And at first, I'm thinking to myself, this is national television. There's no way they're going to let Nick Gage be Nick Gage on AEW. I was incorrect. <laughs> All the goofy shit that Nick Gage does, they, they he did in full force here. Although I will give him credit. He worked more of a wrestling match than I thought he was going to. There were a few moments where there wasn't really uh, anything that crazy, and he was following along pretty good. Yeah. Uh, before I get to your views on this, I want to reiterate to everyone out there that I'm not shitting on this match because of Jericho, and I'm not shitting on this match because of Nick Gage. I have had a chance in the past to work with Nick Gage. I've introduced him to the ring. I've called his matches. I've met the man. I've conversated with the man. He's a good dude. I like Nick. Nick's always been good to me. He's always been nice to me. He's always been professional to me. I've got no problems with Nick Gage. I've got no problems with Chris Jericho, obviously. I don't like death matches. Period. End of story. I've said it here on the show before. I'll say it again. I actually ate a slice of humble pie because mm-hmm. before 
I got into the business, and then when I got into the business, it just got worse. I didn't like death matches before I got in the business. I liked them even less when I got in because I realized uh, how little planning and how little skill was involved in it and how dangerous it was. So I just didn't like it until I was working 2KW and I was helping put that promotion together, and we booked Matt Tremont who is a CZW legend. He's a deathmatch just legend. This this guy made his career in that world. And we booked him <clears> to go against Reyes. And we being, we were, I was a part of a couple people that were on that committee, and I was the only one of the group who did not think that was a very good idea. Now, I ended up caving to the pressure, because not only was he a deathmatch legend, but he happened to be the CZW world champion at the time. So having the CZW world champion in the ring with Rays was a good idea. It just sounds good publicly, you know, like on a promotional standpoint. So I was like, all right, fine, I caved. But I was concerned because I had only seen Matt in deathmatch situations. And the building we're in ain't going to let a deathmatch situation take place. So are we going to be able to get our money's worth from this guy? You know, because he's getting a nice chunk of change here to come and do this for us. And he even agreed to, you know, put Ray's over and don't do the whole deal, you know, do the favors or whatever. But you right. know, we're paying him pretty good to do this. So I was concerned. I was like, I, I hope this works. Like, you know, I'm co-signing this because I trust you guys, but I, I have low bar. It's a low bar for me. Right. And then he, we had the show. He came to the building, and this dude was the most awesome dude ever. He was hilarious. He was cool to be around. He was real lax. Great conversation. He was just an awesome guy. And I started falling in love with Matt Tre- Tre- Tremont. I was like, this dude is a talent. I like this dude. But I was still concerned about the match. And to his credit, he didn't want to do a death match. But he also, because it's raised, and the whole point of him being here is that they, the whole goal here was to show the world how tough Raze is. He goes, I, I really think that we can do something within the confines of the building owner's rules to where we can still do something a little physical, but not really outlandish. So we were like, okay, we're following you so far. So we put our trust in him, and he went out there, and I, I swear to God, I think that was Ray's best match in his career. And, mm. it, and it came from a guy that I really didn't know could do the things that he did, and I was stunned. And I told him into his face, I said, you just changed my whole thought process about you as a performer because I just thought all the deathmatch guys were garbage. I was like, they just weren't wrestlers. I used to have that argument with people all the time. And here's the king of the death matches at the time. I guess because Nick Gage was in jail at the time. But he was yeah. like, you know, no, it's, we, I can work a match, bro. It's just That's just the way we do it or the, how we ever do it. He educated me on the world. I'm still yeah. not a fan of the death matches, but I have a lot more respect for the guys that do it. Right. You, I don't know what your experience is when it comes to death matches, but how did this... I'm good. <laughs> what? How, were you able to get into this match at all, or it just wasn't your cup of tea? Like, what was going through your mind? You're watching this. Uh, I I watched it. There was a lot of stuff going on. Like, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> this type of matches. It was it was interesting. I was more. It was more shock value for me. Hold on. For some reason, I just can't clear my throat. Um, yeah, it was more shock value for me. I thought it was interesting. It, it was something I haven't seen in a very long time. So it was fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, it wasn't really anything wow factor 
to be. I, I don't really know what you expected me to see. Well, I mean, like, well, for instance, right? So I'll get more specific. So we're on national television, and they're breaking panes of glass. That's right? what was like. And it was more like, wow, this yeah. is happening. Uh, the first thing that happened in the match, like, you know, Jericho does his entrance, Gage does his entrance, and I think they were attempting a tie-up or something, and Gage hits Jericho with the pizza cutter right off the gun. Like, he, right. he cut the arm, like, right immediately. Right. So it's right. like, we're not even going to build up to the blood. It's like, okay, the bell rings, bam, we're bleeding. Right? It's, it's like, we're right into it. And then we have the, uh, you know, Jericho's got shards in his arm, and Gage is bleeding from the head, and they got a lot of stuff going on. My favorite part of the whole situation, uh, Gage hits Jericho with the fucking pizza cutter, and the minute he's done with the pizza cutter, the fucking Domino's pizza commercial comes up. And I was like, oh, that can't be good. And now what's today? Friday? And Domino's has threatened to pull all of their sponsorship and advertisement from AEW now because of Seriously? it. Yes. very. Wow. This was announced like a little bit before we went on the air here. I was reading up on it in, on the commode here. that Domino's is not happy about the tie-in between the two because – the timing made it perfect, you know, pizza cutter and then an actual pizza commercial. So everybody was doing like these memes of Nick Gage dressed like in Domino's uniform, and it was like they're tying <laughs> they're tying the two products together. And Domino's, yeah, some is companies are so stupid, man. Just shut the fuck up and let it ride. People are gonna buy pizzas because of it. Shut up. I want Domino's now, not for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I want the heartburn. Send me the pizza with the heartburn in it. Send me the pizza with the heartburn. But yeah, no. So like, you know, there were some aspects to this where, I, and, and the part that killed me again, being in the business myself. How do you manage to escape death matches for thirty years and wind up on a fucking death match? How? What the fuck? And then of all people, because, and I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I've seen Nick Gage almost kill people in these death matches, like on some real shit, like with spikes and glass. I saw this man. No lie, this is not even a fucking joke or a rib. They did something with, oh, I forgot what show it was. Him and the opponent together did a spot where they came off the top rope and they went through several that like glasses of plane, uh, panes of glass that were set up to the outside. And uh, there, was, there was glass all over the place. And Gage made his way to his feet first. And then the guy was getting to his knees. And Gage started hitting him in the head. And the dude pushed off Nick. And gave him like a double bird situation like that. And he engaged, turned over, and grabbed the chair and hit the zoo across the fucking head. And the dude who took the chair shot, he bends down a little bit. And Gage took uh, a handful of some of the glass shards that were like in small little pieces. Think like a broken windshield, right? It's like in small mm -hmm. little pieces. And he started shoving them in the dude's mouth. So now he's got, like, a mouthful of, like, already broken glass. Oh. And then he fucking hit the dude in the head again with the chair. Like, once he, like, filled up the mouth and then he fucking swung it and you can just see it pouring out. And I'm sitting there going, we're not going to get shut down for this. Like, it's getting pretty fucking nasty. And Holy I'm like, fuck. I was just thinking about all the tiny pieces of glass that get jammed in your mouth. Yeah. Like, and how long whatever. that fucking... He couldn't drink or eat forever. Who fucking knows, man? I've seen the arms sliced open and shit from these matches. Like, How much are these people getting paid for that? Not enough. 
I've I've yet to, I know how much Matt Tremont made from us and it wasn't nearly enough. I feel like we underpaid him then because it just and we didn't mm-hmm. do any of the deathmatch stuff, so maybe that's why it was a cheaper amount. But maybe they do charge more. I don't know, but this it's ridiculous. So it's I'm not gonna go as far like everybody else does and just call it garbage wrestling. But at the same time, I'm not a fan of it, and I would <clears> never <throat> I would never promote it myself. Now, so what's the consensus? That's the part that I'm interested. The in. consensus the... for the as far as the match goes is pretty much this. The the temperature that I'm gauging is that for a one time deal, it was nice to see on major television for people who hadn't seen it before because you think to yourself, there's so many promotions out there that revolve around literally just that. You know, right. like that's the whole promotion: death, blood, guts, the whole shebang. And that's... after. AEW tried to do the exploding ring deathmatch, and, uh-huh. and that fizzled out. It was nice to see them promote a deathmatch that actually delivered on the deathmatch aspect. Right. So that was cool because they finally promised something and delivered it pretty good. Having right. said that, I think the overall consensus from either casuals or hardcores who don't really like that kind of stuff – I think the consensus right now, the feeling overall is it was cool, it was nice, don't ever do that shit again. Right. Because I think AEW has even announced that that's the last time they'll be using glass. Because I think there were there might have been some issues both with Jericho and the actual structure of the situation because I don't think they were aware of how, like for instance, the glass thing works. So... There are some reports, and I think if you watch the video back, you'll see it, that when they did the spot where Jericho did the Hurricane Rana on the gauge and he hit the glass, that when the glass exploded, it blew out. And there was glass that was hitting the front row. There were people complaining that glass was on them. No one's reporting an injury, and no one is reporting any blood or anything like that. There's a reason why people don't do this shit. Yeah, glass getting out that far is a problem. So and I don't think that they're in a situation to really control it. So it's probably the last time we're going to see it. So I right. think the consensus is, is that it was dope to see. It tells it helps tells Jericho's story, but then that's probably the last time for a while anyway that we're probably going to see it. If they do bring it back, they have to find a way to be more controlled. This might I I put it to you like this: if we see something like this again, it'll probably be like they did with the uh, parking lot brawl where maybe they set aside an area to do this type of matchup so they're more in control of the setup. Maybe that's something they could think about doing. Because this, even though this is, and I know I just sat here and said that I fucking hate death matches, they do have a purpose if you have the right people doing them. Like Jericho in this match, I think Jericho being a professional of his level actually brought Nick Gage's game up a little bit. Because Nick is usually just kind of a deathmatch guy. He's got blood and guts. But I, I noticed in this match, because I, like I said, I've called a few of his matches. I've seen a few of his matches. That was more actual wrestling than I think I've recalled him seeing, uh, me right. seeing him in the past. Right. So if we can get him in the ring with more guys like that, we might actually have a value for him. But if not, if he's just going to be the deathmatch guy, then yeah, he's on, he's on short life on television. Right. Because you can't do that. You can't bleed like that every fucking week. I know he does, Uh but you shouldn't make it a habit in life. 
if we're going to say that Simone Biles is a danger to young women because she's too difficult, I think this fits in the category <laughs> a little better than the other fucking person does. Oh, I think this one fits a little, a little bit better. Yeah. So that's the thing there. And did you see the ending, the announcement for next week? Yeah. Did that hit you? Did it not hit you? Where was your yeah. head on this? No, not real. Like, not really. Because that's your boy. You were yeah. you were kind of a hoovy guy back in the day, man. I don't remember it too much. You know what you used to like? I know what you what your childlike in wonderment for him because you didn't you haven't seen this dude since 1997 or 98, right? I worked with him, but you haven't met him. You see, you haven't seen him in a while. But he the the theme is I think what you remember. You remember the thing? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just yeah. I it's a, it's it's AEW though, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, after watching Back on it, I TNT. did want to. I did. I did want to give them a shot and start because I'm still recording it. I still get. I still record it every week. I just haven't watched it. I might. I might start watching because the crowd did make it feel a lot better. Yeah, they're back. Uh, the The crowd did make it feel a lot better. Um, I know the entrance just looked like it just looks a little cleaner. Maybe maybe what was really hurting me was seeing the wrestlers as the fans. Yeah, because they're OD. And I didn't notice that until like I actually saw the crowd, yeah. and I'm like, all right, this is a good energy. I like it. Yeah, because give them another chance. Let yeah, me give them the, another chance. So, so I might start watching it again. Like I said, I'm already recording it, so. Yeah, the workers were overdoing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell you what, I did like that Aubrey officiated that match. That was cool. Oh, yeah. I did like that, too. She had the perfect gloves on, too, thank God. Yeah. Her one, two, three count at the end was very strategic. You could tell her hand was in the perfect place to not get shards of glass on it. <laughs> She's a beast, man. Yeah, we're recording this right now on Zoom, so I... They can't see it, but I'm going to show you. Can you see my screen right now? Oh, shoot. Yeah, Domino's Pizza is disavowing any knowledge <laughs> or involvement in AEW TNA's bloody telecast Wednesday night, which showed, showed one wrestler slicing his opponent open with pizza cutter. Domino's threatening to pull future ads. See? And look at the comment. <laughs> Man, Domino's is trash anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it, dude. <laughs> Fuck Domino's. Uh, Fuck Domino's pizza. pizza. You don't want none of this wrestling action, son. Go oh somebody call God. Papa John's on the phone. They'll fuck with us. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Idiots. Just shut up. Take just, the pub. No one is, no is going to not order do- That's just people yeah. being fucking clueless. Yeah, the that people is not who order Domino's anything, you're gonna are going to continue more. to order it. And the people who don't aren't. This isn't going to change their opinion of it either. Exactly. You're not losing any. I didn't even put two. Well, that's true. I, I didn't watch you live, so maybe I didn't see. The, maybe that's why I didn't see the Domino's. But I would, honest to God, I wouldn't have even put two and two together. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> but now the world's making. But maybe that's their problem with it because maybe regular viewers wouldn't have. But then these hardcore idiots are online. And they're like, oh, man. I don't know, man. I love the internet. The internet was on fire for me yesterday. Did you ever get the moments where you're just sitting on the shitter 
and you've been on that bitch for eight minutes just scrolling because the internet is just on fire Absolutely. and it's making you laugh. Absolutely. I love those. Those are great. Those are like great the best moments. times in life. Great moments. Uh, <laughs> before we go off the air here, I just want to remind everybody, uh, August 14th, two weeks from today, we're back live on Facebook. Episode 200. Uh, again, I've got some ideas for the show. I'm narrowing some things down. I'll send them to you as soon as I can so you can get updated, give your feedback. Yeah, but... the sooner the better, the more time I have because I really want to make sure I'm able to thoroughly watch everything depending on what we're talking about. All right. Uh, are you good for 8 o'clock? On Friday or Saturday. Saturday the 14th. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Okay. All right, so there we go. So we're gonna be live, uh, episode two hundred. I'm excited. I'm 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 trying to work on some people to be online with us. That should be very interesting. Uh, mm. Keep that flavor going. Also, um, the weekend after that, after August fourteenth, I'm gonna be in Asbury Park, New Jersey, Global Syndicate Wrestling, uh, two day event. Global Festival, I am calling the action both days, the 20th and the 21st at 7 p.m. Live for free on YouTube. Not Ooh. charging you a dime, folks. If you want to watch it from the safety or comfort of your own home, you can. All you need to do is head over to the Global Syndicate Wrestling official YouTube channel. It will be live 7 p.m. Uh, both nights. So that's uh, the 20th and the 21st. A bunch of matches already named and written down for those events. Check out gswpro.com to learn more about that. I'm calling the action from at 7 o'clock on Friday and Saturday. I do not know as we speak who I'm calling it with, but I'm sure they're not going to let me Joey Styles it. they got to put somebody in there. We'll find out who as we get closer. If you don't want to watch it on YouTube and you're like me and you like experience the wrestling live and in your face, you have an option of doing that. I will be placing the ticket information along with this episode so you guys can take a look at that. The tickets will be on sale not only for the two global festival events that are taking place, both again at 7 p.m., but both days, Friday and Saturday, they will be doing a high-voltage taping. High Voltage is their YouTube series where they have their own show and they are taping some matches for that show at 3 p.m. on Friday and 3 p.m. on Saturday. All the same building. They're getting their, money, they're getting their money's worth out of this venue. Uh, and August 20th and August 21st, tickets for those events will also be uh, listed here in the details of this video. And something special for these tickets. Because you are a listener of Orsini's Uncensored Mind and you want to come to the global event to support your boy then your boy is going to support you. Now, ticket prices do vary. Please check out the ticket event page at gswpro.com to get more information on the tickets that are available. I believe it's first, second, third, and then general admission. Either ticket of which you want to purchase. When you go to the Eventbrite website that's linked on the website, all you need to do is head over to the ticket information and right where it says promo code, all you need to do there is type in Orsini, O-R-S-I-N-I, and you get 10% off the ticket price, a discount from your boy here at Orsini's Uncensored Mind. You can save a few dollars 
by going to the event. All you need to do is use the promo code Orsini, O-R-S-I-N-I. Save yourself some money on those tickets. Again, that's next Friday and Saturday, the 20th and the 21st. I will be in the house. I was told I was not needed for the 3 o'clock, which is great because I didn't want to be at the 3 o'clock because I got to go to fucking Asbury Park and I live in Jersey. I mean, excuse me, I live in Brooklyn and it's a pain in the ass to get through Staten Island. So I'm happy for that. (laughs) But there will be great talent in attendance at 3 o'clock. As a matter of fact, they're bringing in another commentator to take care of the responsibilities of the High Voltage Series. And I will be taking care of uh, the main roster show at 7 p.m. Because apparently I'm the Michael Cole of GSW. <laughs> but that's all go. going down next week. More information available at their website and on my social media. So you guys can follow me there. So I actually have to do a video when this is over to promote the fact that I just did that. A video next to uh, this little announcement here. So I'll be reminding everybody, I'll have full next week on the episode, which will be 199. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah, 199. I will have full match card available. So we're going to go for the full hard sale (laughs) next week. You You think I should get one of the talents on for us to interview about the show? Should we like, cool. should we like talk about it? Like give you a chance to like talk to some of the guys and some whatever, of the listeners. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Anybody to talk to is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Maybe we'll add someone to the zoom and then we'll, uh, we'll record that. That's pretty cool. All right. We'll do that. Let's just make sure their audio is. <laughs> yeah. That's the other problem that I have with shit like that. No, the fuckers call me on their cell phone and shit. I'm like, bruh, bruh, yeah. bruh. So we'll work that out. We'll see what happens. We'll work it out. But, uh, yeah, so that's going down on the weekend after that. So uh, I think we're done here, bro. You, think, you feel any better getting all that shit off your chest? <clears throat> it wasn't on my chest. I was just talking. <laughs> I don't argue. I just tell you how I'm right. That's it, That's man. all that there is. It's all there is to it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 198 we're getting closer to 200 guys i'm excited 100 episodes now pay him and make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash a-j-o-u-n please he needs this listen to my daddy so he's the best so i don't know 